for all women. Alright you bunch of smashers, Mickey Noonan here. Welcome to the Standard Issue Gigcast. In this episode, me and our glorious founder Sarah Milliken had a splendid old time with Jessica Fosterkew, Julia Rayside and Grania Maguire. We talked about Don Draper, Hillary Clinton and the woman in charge of Paper Chase, throwing bricks at 70s tellies, falling downstairs, Howard's Way and that time the Queen got well excited about cows. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at the Hen and Chickens in London. Just a little heads up that the sound's a bit wonky because technical issues meant we've had to rely on the backup recording. Sorry about that. We've got a whole bunch of gigs coming up with bloody marvellous guests, including Jennifer Saunders, Stephanie Beecham, Saran Jones, Liz Carr, Fern Britton and more. Ticket information is available from the Standard Issue section of Sarah's website, which you'll find at www.sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. A little bit of admin. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes. And if you enjoy what we do, it really helps us if you can spread the joy. Maybe do a tweet, share us on Facebook, put a poster in your front window or write a letter to your local MP. Or, you know, just tell your pals. If you're interested in advertising with us, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at admin at standardissuemagazine.com. Remember, you can visit our archive of brilliant articles at standardissuemagazine.com Follow us at Standard Issue UK on Twitter and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Everything you hear is just our opinions, so don't get your pants in a dance. Right then, admin done. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Standard Issue podcast. Thank you. Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, shall I start? Yeah, you start. So we do a uh, name and a, a what you do and a random fact about yourself, if that's all right. Uh, that's Mickey Newman. Oh, you started for me there. I am, as Sarah just pointed out, Mickey Noonan, and I am the editor of Standard Issue magazine. And on Tuesday, I went on a date. I know. Why hasn't this been snapped up? No, no. (laughs) Um, And we were talking on, he started talking about various things to do with male entitlement, and I put forward my opinion, and he did this. Careful. You're starting to sound very feminist. <laughs> and I responded by going, Yeah, mate! <laughs> Is he dead now? Reader, I killed him. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, cheers. Hi. Oh, I've just realised if I m- move my Mac frame in a certain way, I can accidentally do physical damage to you, Sarah. Sorry. Please don't. Um, I'm, I'm taking it out, I'm not risking that. Um, I'm Jessica Foster Q. <laughs> If even I struggle saying it, have you got any middle names? Yeah. What's your middle name? Um, Alice, Jessica, Alice, Foster Q. Oh, it's nice. It's posh, long, isn't, it? isn't it? It's very posh. My, I feel like my mum um, wanted both me and my sister Harriet Jane Greenway to be actors from the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm a comedian. Uh, an interesting thing. Um, apart, uh, above and beyond my middle name. Um, Yesterday, on my way to work as a gig, um, on a train in a carriage on my own, a man exposed himself to me, and I thought, oh my god, I'm going to get whacked at. Um, and then instead he urinated. <laughs> Did he maintain uh, eye contact the whole time? No, he didn't. He looked guilty into a corner, whilst urinating all around the standing area of the carriage, and then audibly shat himself in his pants. <laughs> And so now we know there is one thing worse than being wanked at. <laughs> we were all wondering up to that point, so I'm yeah. glad you put that to rest. Yeah. <laughs> Julia? I'm, I'm going to do this with my microphone as well. Yeah. Do you want to take it out? Yeah. Yeah, because it's really like a boy band, we're just getting to the keychain. I'm Julia Rayside, and um, I write about TV for newspapers, mostly The Guardian. And um, I'm currently. Um, a bit jittery because I'm watching, there was a TV show in the 80s um, called Howard's Way and um, you say that to most people and they say, oh yeah, it was shit. It wasn't shit, it was brilliant. <laughs> and um, I'm watching Adult Some Kind Soul literally about four years ago and no one's taken it down. Uh, put the whole thing on YouTube and I mean the whole thing, there are like six series 
about 18 episodes in each uh, each series. Um, I'm watching the whole thing and I'm two away from the end and I can't bring myself to finish it because I will miss it too much. Yeah. Uh, Gronje? Um, so my name is Gronje McGuire and um, interesting fact about me, <laughs> I worked out with this boy who um, we, uh, we used to argue all the time over Ed Miliband because he didn't like Ed Miliband. Well, like Ed Miliband was in the room and he was <laughs> in the <laughs> I wish. Um, well, it was, he didn't like Ed Miliband and I'm like Ed, Ed Miliband's biggest fan. And then we broke up and he broke up like really badly. Cut to two years later, I'm doing a podcast with Ed Miliband. <laughs> I tell him about this guy ghosting me and he goes, oh my God, that's awful. I'm gonna call around to his house right now. No. And swear to God. And I was like, I think I've won the breakup. <laughs> I think I've won the breakup. Two like, years it took. Two years. He's probably married now, but I've got custody of Ed Miliband. <laughs> About yourself. <laughs> I oh I'm me fuck I forgot about me um, I am Sarah Milliken and I am a comedian and an author now. Mm. Mm. Is it found if my books are out yet? I don't know if that means I'm still yeah, a yeah, yeah. 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 thank you. Um, and I have not uh, been weighed at, but I have weighed myself in a car. Uh, I I sat in the passenger, I was in a really bad traffic and I was really bursting for a wee and I was sitting there in really bad traffic for two hours and I moved across to the passenger seat and weed and moved back. <laughs> and I took the car into the garage the next day and said I wanted it valeted and said that the passenger seat needed a deep clean because my friend's dog had done a wee on it. And uh, I told the story on um, uh, Would I Lie To You? And I got a text from comedian Joe Lysett uh, because I had given him that car <laughs> and he texted me and said that's where I keep my sandwiches <laughs> that's my random fact <laughs> have you got a question Mickey? I do have a question Go I'm going to start with our, our favourite question to start with which is what never fails to make you laugh? And I'm going to pick on, I'm sorry, I'm going to start with Julian. <laughs> Just let me like that. <laughs> Weird. Um, I think what never fails to make me laugh, um, even someone someone posted today on the internet um, the fact that French and Songs are filming another. Uh, Christmas special. Way. And just the words, they're doing the Handmaid's Tale, actually made me <laughs> <laughs> So that, and, and actually Victoria would as well, I think, probably lump in with that, that group, but um, yeah, just, just them doing their stupid film parodies is my favourite thing ever. I'm a massive Guns N' Roses fan, like huge, and I know they're like so sexist it needs to pronounce fucking sexist, <laughs> but whenever I hear November Rain, it's Dawn French as Slash. Do you remember when they did, was it Star Test? When they did Star Test? Yeah, Bross on Star Test. Was yeah, it and they did, um, oh no, they did Sonia. Oh, that's right. And yeah, if yeah. I think of a Sonia song, I think of the one that she sang, that Dawn French sang as Sonia, which wasn't a Sonia song. <laughs> it was so close to Sonia that it could have been Sonia. Because it was it five words to describe yourself, and it was all just ginger, Liverpool, all that sort of thing. Amazing. We should all Google those when we get home and yeah. rewatch them because yeah. they're incredible. Gronia? <laughs> I TV programmes where suddenly a man's bum appears out of nowhere. <laughs> I just always make me up. just unexpected male bums is the funniest for a comedian it has to be a male bum male bum and unexpected it has to be like unexpected you know like last of the summer wine where they suddenly flash somebody you know like Comto or whatever his name is Compo Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club to write a joke as funny as an unexpected male arse. There's nothing funnier. Can you like, tell like male arses from female arses? Yeah. Kind of wider. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in all their houses. I think it's because it reminds me my mum just gets so excited. Whenever she sees oh. an, an unexpected male bum on the television, she always goes, 
Because in North, in the northeast we go ee. <laughs> just different vowels wherever you're from. <laughs> Expected male bones. <laughs> I think I'm she doesn't <laughs> comment on those ones, did she? <laughs> yeah, I think she's so jaded, she just needs the unexpected one. Honestly, it gives her so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> unexpected male arse on the television, that is, that is, she would get, if she was in charge of BAFTA that every year, that would be <laughs> A special award, the best unexpected male bone of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Gives an unexpected meaning to the moonlight. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I think, because I think there's so much joy in watching someone else laugh. My sister and I, and I worry sharing this in case it's only funny for us, but we both always lose it whenever, and we do everything we can to coax her into doing it, but whenever our uh, grandmother says the word walnut. I we've heard Irene say, but it's not that it's not that wrong, it's just strong enough. She says <laughs> <laughs> She says it like this <laughs> She goes Walnut <laughs> Lovely. It's got walnut. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, like, whoa, like, whoa, like, yeah. whoa, no. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I have tea? Because it yeah. reminded me of another one. Um, my um, my granddad is in an old, old people's home, and um, I, when he was in his first sort of week or so there, which wasn't that long ago, I went with my dad uh, to visit him, and um, Gordy, his name is my granddad, and he was a little bit sort of distracted, a little bit fractious, and it was because. Um, the lady, so he's losing his memory, and the lady sat opposite him uh, had wet herself, and he was kept telling us about it on a loop, kept saying like, she just, this female was there, and then it just kept coming out, it was just coming out, so like, and we would be like, <laughs> and, then, and then he'd go, and then he'd forget that he told us, and then again go, this female woman that was just in that seat there. And he just kept, every time he told us a story, he started telling us it again and pointing at the chair. And then my dad just put the, the, the most beautiful drawing him out of it. But it, And one of my favorite lines I've heard in all comedy, and my, my dad improvised it, it just said, it kept saying, Gordy, we're in a conservatory, and after a while, if the sun comes out, because it's getting warm now, there might be a rainbow over that chair. <laughs> And a rainbow's imagery that's around a lot, and every time, for the, for the last whatever month or so ago that was, I've heard the word rainbow or seen a rainbow, I thought that joke had really been taken. <laughs> Sarah? Oh, I, one of the things I like to do the most is to wind up my husband. Uh, not, I'm not a wind up much generally, but when uh, we hadn't been going very long, I couldn't, I couldn't drive for ages, and he used to come and scoop me up from gigs. We always called it scoop, and he'd come and scoop me up, and it was really nice. Mm -hmm. And I'd be in the middle of nowhere, and I'd it just got like massively like hours out of his way to come and scoop me up but because I couldn't take over the drive when he was tired I found a way of keeping him awake uh, not that I would talk about his favorite bands and singers but like I had a lot of knowledge on them that I do not have and I would get it all wrong and it makes him really mad like I remember one of the, the times that he got the most annoyed was when I said you know, he loves the Beatles. And I said, you know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band cover? And he said, yeah. And I said, why is there so many people on the cover when there's only five in the band? <laughs> that's the sort of thing that makes him like, nah! <laughs> and he loves Pink Floyd, and I'd say, oh, it was better when she went single, though, she went solo. <laughs> and then my best one, my best, most recent one was, um, he likes, because I was like, name more bands, because <laughs> I was running out of jokes. And he said he really liked uh, T-Rex. And I said, oh, my favourite song from theirs was this one. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, it's the theme from Jurassic Park. Um, so that's, that's one of my favourite things to do. Okay. It makes somebody mad and makes me laugh. Mickey? Um, yeah, I'm going to, obviously we ask this question quite a lot on stage, so my standard answer is just people falling over, because it's never not fucking <laughs> <laughs> But also, the Jurassic Park thing just made me remember something I sent to you that always cheers me up. And if you Google on YouTube, um, Jurassic Park theme on a melodica. That is brilliant. Have you seen it? Has anybody seen it? 
No, okay. You, this is the first thing you do when you go home. I know we've yeah. told you to Google loads of things, but this is the first thing you do when you go home. Yeah. On the tube, if you can. Yeah. And it all starts off like you, you're expecting the actual dramatic, I'm a dinosaur. Also singing, I'm a dinosaur to the Jurassic Park theme tune is delicious. And then just the melodica kicks in. It's so good because they sort of go, it's Welcome to Jurassic Park. Something yeah, it is. And then it's the So incredible. And then just Sam Neill at the end just going, they really do move in There's another, uh, do you know what shitty flute is? So there's another thing. I don't know, but it's, I mean. I think it's shitty fluted. And it's. I think like, I've been accidentally shitty fluted. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you would think you would know it. Though. <laughs> shitty fluted is uh, when somebody just plays a flute badly in, in time. So they play in a song, and then. So um, there's a. Uh, I think Take On Me, they do Take On Me, aha. Uh-huh. And you know the bit, the da 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 da. And then somebody doing it really badly on the flute, and they're fucking hilarious. Can <laughs> you um, see the Space Odyssey one of the. The but the kids, the kids. <laughs> they just put the commitment to failure. Um, it's immense. Oh, we gotta. We should tweet some of these on our Twitter account. Some links. I had to a little listen. idea for the the podzine because we do a podzine uh, three weeks out of four, and I wanted to do a kind of people just describing their YouTube, their favourite YouTube video where they're just like. Woman walks in bar, falls down hole. It's <laughs> because this happened to me though, because my dad doesn't know how to send a link. So he said, oh, Google this. It's <laughs> a squirrel goes in Dixon's pork shop on King Street in South Shields. <laughs> Mayhem. Right, there's two girls, there's one cop. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't describe that one, please. <laughs> I'm going to start with Gwanya. What really pisses you off? Oh, oh my God. Never fails to make you <sighs> fucking livid. Okay, two things I've no... Well, the main thing I've no sense here about this is so... When people describe Irish people as British, it really annoys me. What are you not? <laughs> she's actually shaking, she said. Especially like, there was like, like people, oh, Brits do really well in Hollywood and they've got like Sierra Sharonan. It's like, what part of Sierra Sharonan do you not understand? No, I don't understand any of that. I wish the name in the world. So things like that, I always completely lose my sense for. I get like really Jerry Adams. It's really weird. <laughs> really? Guys, <laughs> the last hundred years mean nothing, guys. Very to play hard to get. When, when, I, get when I go on tour, we try and put like Belfast and Dublin at the same we can go over, mm. fly to one and then maybe drive and then come across and, and um, I often refer to them as the islands <laughs> and everybody hates me. <laughs> oh, we're going to go to the islands this weekend. Yeah, the top one and the bottom one. Ah, rage. Um, <laughs> That's, I like that, that it makes you furious. It should make you furious. It's just like, I've got no, like, especially Colin, and like, Irish people, we've got little enough. Don't take Colin Farrell from us. <laughs> we've got Colin Farrell, the big Irish baseman, you know? He, the year he went out with Britney Spears for like two weeks, that was, a, that was like us winning the Eurovision. <laughs> it was massive. It was all, anybody, it was just the sense of, it was like the equivalent of your opening Olympic Games. <laughs> That's what it did for Ireland. Like Colin Farrell's gone out with Britney Spears. It's huge for us. So when people just very casually claim him for the Brits, no thanks, mate. He's one of ours. <laughs> Julia, um, I'm just I'm just really petty about either walking or driving. Just people not noticing me there and cutting me up. And it does because so when I'm walking down the pavement, I have this internal monologue where if someone just doesn't sort of, it's, it's just people being considerate. Where someone cuts me up, like physically just crosses in front of me when I'm trying to walk with heavy shopping or something, I just I kind of just like I get really mental. I have to like internalise it because I'll kill them otherwise. So if you were in a, I have a conversation with if you were in a car, would you just drive out into the traffic? No, you would not. It's like I get, like, it makes me quite mad. Um, so I don't usually say it out loud, and now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Say something to those people, Julia. Like what? When I'm in my car, and I think I have told some of you this before, <laughs> perhaps on this very podcast, but when I'm in my car and someone does that, then um, 
Um, I just shout. Yeah. But they can't hear you, it's fine. Yeah. I haven't got a car to protect me if I'm on the street. Oh, no, no, I suppose, I, well, I, actually, I'd do it a little bit on foot. If someone, if someone steps, so if someone barges me, I say, Excuse me! My thing that always annoys me, I, I, do you know, there's, there's a lot of things. Um, I could answer this question a million times over. Um, today, I'm going to go for uh, anyone in authority. <laughs> I hate the police. <laughs> so if there's any in. Um, yeah, I got arrested when I was 22. Have I ever told you about what? it? No, what for? Um, being, being really belligerent, I think, and not being very good with authority. So I, was at, I, I joined some friends who were out having a drink for, the, for their dad's birthday, actually, but I joined them very late. So uh, they were all sozzled, but I wasn't, actually. Um, and then on the way home, there was um, a an independent hot dog salesperson who had the, had the gall to set up their stand right outside Burger King in Piccadilly <laughs> Circus. So out of respect for that sentiment that we went over and were talking to him, we weren't even buying a suicidal hot dog. Um, <laughs> and then this um, police van came out and like eight massive policemen got out and they kettled the four of us into a tight-knit group and they were just shouting. They were shouting, um, shouting to stop swearing, to stop resisting. None of us were doing any of it. It was obscene. It was so aggressive and so obscene that I was built, like, just building with rage. And then um, I said, what harm are you preventing? What harm are you preventing? Um, and they, I can't remember how it went, but um, I said, well, what service are you providing? And one of them went, I'm not a service provider. And then my friend Chris mined um, a, a pepper, a pepper grinder, and they arrested him <laughs> for that. And they were just carrying him into the van. And then I, then that's then then I did far worse and got arrested for saying, why are you arresting me? And I stupidly said, I'm, I'm in the middle of a law degree, and he hasn't done anything illegal, and you shouldn't be arresting him. And then, and the policeman pushed me in the chest and said. Um, we're arresting him because he has not done what we've asked, just like you're not doing. And then I tipped it over into them being in the right by saying, what are you trying to make up for? And mimed a tiny penis. <laughs> and, uh, and I was also arrested. Grinded a tiny penis. <laughs> oh, if only I had gone back in time, I would have grinded the tiny penis. And then I might have got arrested because my mind would have been so strange and oblique. Uh, no, I mimed, I said, what are you trying to make up for? But what's brilliant, I've got it to this day, is that on my form that I had to leave with that, that you get if you've been arrested and spent a night in a cell. It said on it that what I'd actually done was repeatedly shouted, you've all got tiny cough. <laughs> Which I hadn't done but now I've got it in writing from the police that I had done. Yeah. And I'm keeping it forever and it's in a shoebox with other knickknacks. <laughs> I, uh, I don't get mad very often. It's a lot of energy to get mad. Um, but I did, I was on holiday with my friend recently who has uh, mobility issues, and in the airport we decided to, to get a wheelchair just because she couldn't walk very far. And um, and she said, so we're going to go to the disabled toilet, and went up to the disabled toilet, but there's somebody in it, so we just waited outside, and a perfectly able-bodied man, who might have had hidden things, I understand, uh, but came out, and the gents' toilet was uh, like two-minute walk further, not even that minute walk further down, and um, and he said it doesn't flush like that, and I said it won't flush for you because you're not supposed to be in there. That's what I said. As if the toilet had gone. Well, I'll let you shit in me, but I'm not gonna flush because you're not disabled to the naked eye. But my friend was really because it happens all the time, so she was really like, oh, I'll just leave it, it's fine. But I was furious on her behalf. But it pushed for her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becky, what made you mad? Uh, injustice, uh, racism, uh, <laughs> the fact that there's still poverty, and also when people just stop in front of you. For <laughs> no They're all at a party, you those things you just listed on. Absolutely. Why are people in train stations leaving the train station and going just in front of the doors is exactly where I need to look at my phone. At the top of escalators as well. Oh, people do that at the top of escalators. That's, there needs to be more estimated oh. related Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite a few already. Well, if you don't get out of the way, you get sucked into those teeth at the bottom. That's what I was told. I'm quite scared of escalators <laughs> yeah, and stairs. But I've, it's because I've broken my nose falling down the stairs three times. <gasps> Have you? That's, how did 
obviously a twat, aren't I? You pissed. Are you pissed? No. No, not, not, not any of the one, one I was for, and we weren't allowed to drink until we were six. <laughs> I managed to fall up an escalator once. That's racing up the long one at, at, at Angel's Station on the mm. London Underground, and I, I just managed to trip and tumble up it, um, and, and, and and one of the corners of the the stairs went into my knee, and then and and I was so old, and I didn't think anything of it, and then I woke up in the middle of the night, and my leg was all swollen up like a giant bloomer. It was all infected, all the shoe mark of the corner of the thing, and even now I've got a scar that looks like one and a half snake bites. <laughs> it's three little grooves. Oh, right yeah. Glad you explained that. Yeah. I once walked into a lamppost on New Year's Eve. Uh, <laughs> I was absolutely shit faced. I used to drink whiskey. <laughs> And I was walking along and all of a sudden all of my friends went, are you okay? And I was like, yes. And I had no recollection of having done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even know it. was like somebody saying to you now, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yes. And I just walked straight head first wow. into a lamp the, the fourth oh. time I broke my nose, I was drunk. Um, and I'd had eight pints, which is quite a lot of pints for someone who's quite small. Um, width wise and um, I was with my friend and we'd been to a gig and we were very bouncy it was a very bouncy gig and I was bouncing and foolishly had my hands in my pockets and there was ice and I slipped on the ice and went down and oh. luckily my nose broke my fall oh. and, uh, we were that's just... what they always say they always say put your nose out first yeah. to break your fall yeah. and but we were just going into a car park and you know those things to stop you going the wrong way in a oh, car park God. Oh, no, oh, so no. I've got this scar and my mate was ahead of me and he turned around and he was like oh my god are you okay and I went I think I've hurt my nose just blood <laughs> Oh. everywhere and he went shit we need to get you to the casino because <laughs> we, we joined the week before for late night drinking and it was just there so i was gonna i went and washed up but they made us show our membership cards <laughs> just like that. it's quite james bond isn't it you know a medical emergency get to the casino <laughs> what james bond really but really budget james bond <laughs> Up to. I'm going to start with Sonia. Oh my god. Um, whose career do I look up to? Um, so I guess, I re- this is so cliche, but I just, I'm obsessed with Hillary Clinton at the moment. And the thing is, I know you might say, oh well her career didn't go that well. I mean, there's a main job that she, you know, didn't get. But I just admire her so much because she hasn't shut up and she's just kept going. And I think she's such, such resilience. And I just think she's just such an inspiration. I just love her so much. She's amazing. I mean, look at the job she has got. And she's mm. a career politician. Mm. And as soon as she's not got the, like you say, the big job that's run by President Dick Splat, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she is still talking. And all of these men are going, oh, why are you still talking? Why are you still talking? You're a bit like, oh, there are loads of other also runs still doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because she's a bird, they keep telling to shut up. Keep talking, Clinton. Keep walk, keep talking, keep hiking, keep wearing your lovely little pantsuits. <laughs> just love her so much. Is that the title of her book, what you just said there? Yeah. <laughs> so it should be, I just like, she's coming to England, and I just really, I want to just shout like, yes, Queen Asher, just somewhere. <laughs> I just, I'm really upset that she's not. I oh, please do that. That would be so great. I just want her to know her, because I felt like, I felt so sorry for her, and I felt like she seemed so lonely. Like, I just want her to know how loved she is, and how much we all love her. Do you tweet her? I did write her a letter. Did you? Yeah. How old-fashioned of you. Yeah. Did you post it? Yes. What, what was the gist of the letter? Just I just was like, I work in a man's industry too. I know what it's like, Hillary. <laughs> I was quite overtired when I wrote it. Do you think she's read that? I mean... <laughs> I like to feel like I put it out into the universe. And I know somebody who used to work for her, and I was like, if somebody did write for a letter, what are the chances of her reading the letter? He was like, she gets thousands of letters. But the thing is, it just, I'm good, I'm glad my little letter was one of the thousands of letters. That so she think, ignored. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, for her to be, like, publicly humiliated like that, I just feel like I just wanted her to know that women, especially all over the world, were like, come right to my house, Hillary, you know, there's a bottle of vodka with your name on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just love her. I just hope she's happy. Do you think she's happy? 
think she's all right. Yeah. I mean, who she lost the job to is the real kicker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, none of us are happy. <laughs> no one in their right mind is she happy. She'll never be as happy as, as Bill was when he saw those balloons. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? It was an excellent. It's a, I'm linking to a lot of YouTube clips right now. <laughs> <laughs> And Bill Clinton just looks so overjoyed. It's a bit like that clip of With the, the Queen, queen in the cows. cows. <laughs> <laughs> Too many YouTube clips, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Queen and Prince Philip are in a box, right? <laughs> <laughs> a load of cows walk past, and the Queen goes, Oh, cows. <laughs> I can see what she's doing. She's carries on until they get to that bit. Julia, <laughs> 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 uh, whose career do you look up to? Um, well, she's my favourite writer, and she kind of, she kind of does, she still does now the job that I sort of, I do now and again that I really love doing, which is TV criticism, and um, she's called Nancy Bank Smith, mm. and she's, um, I don't know, she's one of those writers who she just has always seemed to have done it on her own terms. She writes, she's sort of like a contemporary of, sort of Clive James and people like that. And she writes about TV. I mean, it's achingly, painfully funny, her writing, but always insightful. It's always saying something. Um, and she's just like one of those brain in a jar people. You don't need to know what she looks like. She just is a funny brain. And I think um, even, even in my industry, it's still, there's still this feeling that it kind of helps if you look nice and you're a size 10 and you know, you'll get more work and your people will want to sort of use you for things like radio, which makes no sense at all. Um, it's, it's just, she's one of those people I look up to because she does the job I like doing and, and she's just good at what she does and that's why she's doing it. And I think that's quite rare now. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So Jessica. I not funny, but true. <laughs> no, Jessica. Um, I mean, should I do a real one? Or do fictional one. Um, I'd like the career up to the end of series six of Don Draper. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I've been in comedy for so long now, and I do think about it that I've am now unemployable in a proper job. Um, And I do so because grass is always greener. I sometimes fantasise about having that kind of day job where you're a boss. You get to have maybe one idea a month and everyone thinks you're a hero. <laughs> but the rest of the time, you just get to have a whiskey for breakfast. And I don't like whiskey, actually, but I'd have maybe start with a fruit cider. Um, <laughs> and then, like, just go for awesome, awesome lunches. And everyone fancies you because of your power. And you never do any exercise, but you're just like, I don't know. I mean, he does fuck all and he looks so amazing. All it's, He just... Yeah. Um, do you, do you, you think I, that's I, where the you probably have a dresser. Uh, pardon? Do you think that's where the fiction comes into play? Yeah, but I mean, this is... The question was very broad, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and so I've used the full spectrum open to me here. Yeah. Um, um, and I think that Don... I think, I mean... Yeah, I, it looks like a really easy job that's got a hint of creativity. He's very well lauded for the tiny amount he does. So imagine if you did his job and did it, like, worked really hard um, <laughs> when he fancied it. Um, and like they always seem to, um, and I will be thrown out of veganism for this, but they always seem to be having like the most awesome looking massive burger. It just looks like a sweet life. You know that part you could have burgers of all of the things that you've listed. That's the yeah. thing that you could do. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you deny yourself. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I've got no, I've got no comeback for that. I um, I, f- I do that though out of guilt for having spawned, which is I think probably the worst thing you could do for the planet. So I'm just trying to address the balance a tiny bit. What's so bad about your child? He's the devil. Or <laughs> murderer. Actually, this week he has been. Um, 
Well, not quite mass murderer. Just very violent to other children. What <laughs> um, <laughs> prick? Um, got the blues. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, and that makes me. That's even worse. Does the entire family love it? Oh, he's got mummy's rage. Um, <laughs> 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 and incidentally, I hadn't realised I did just snort. Um, I hadn't realised until this podcast. He's also got my issues with authority. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> I really love Mad Men, right? Mm. I absolutely loved it. So it's a, it's set in an agency in the 1960s, New York. I think it was like when I was little, my favourite TV show in the whole world was Bewitched, which stars Samantha as a witch, and she's married to Darren, who works as an ad executive does. in the 60s. So I was really hoping at some stage, <laughs> 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 and I was like, how could they miss? There could be like, Darren would arrive, and they'd be like sleazy and drinking, and then he'd be like, so he turned into a horse. <laughs> and even because my mother-in-law really doesn't like me, my wife, so I just think it was a plot opportunity that they missed. <laughs> I was going to say Sarah, but you're like, no, you can't, Sarah. Um, I, I always say Jenny Clare. She's not here. She's yeah. not here. Uh, probably the person who's in charge of everything at Paper Chase. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I, get, I guess they just get to wander around any branch and just go, I'll have that, mm-hmm. and then not pay for it. So they probably get <laughs> Or at least a discount. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work in WH Smith's when I was 16, and we got a disc 25% off. And then at Christmas, I'd say to my family, you can have any books or videos or CDs or stationery you like. Yes. And they didn't really like that because my sister always wanted something for Marxist, but I didn't get a discount on it, so she had to get a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> I think whoever's in charge of paper chase, I like their career. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for Gloria Steinem because she's an amazing writer and campaigner. And I feel really silly saying paper chase now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I said, don't drink. <laughs> Slandering cunt. <laughs> a horrible relationship with children. <laughs> it wasn't whose home life do you aspire to, though? It was career. Um, yeah, and she, she, <laughs> she got shit done, and I admire that. Does she get free pucker pads, though? Yeah. Did she go, oh, oh pack a pad! No, pack a pad's in, in paper chase. Do they not stop them? No. Oh, I'm not interested. No. Oh, really? Which is your favourite one? Just just the average shopping list turnover one, they're just satisfied. I like the one that's nearly A4, but not. It's called a shorty, i.e., and it's got the ring at the top. Okay, <gasps> just got one ring. Yeah, I'll go like all the way oh, around. Okay, that's just, good. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a key ring. <laughs> I, like, I like the one with the metallic <laughs> green cover. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think women love stationery so much, like so, so much. I don't understand why that's be more poor and be stationery. Stationery. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> and staple in Carton and put it back under his bed. Oh. That's not lazy. That's like. 
Yeah. I'm not a keeper when I say that. <laughs> so I think women, certainly in the media and on TV and film, are still portrayed as being good. And if they've got bad qualities, it's because of a reason. When we all know that actually sometimes we're just arseholes. So I would like to know your worst habit, and I'm going to start with. Jess Vastacure. <laughs> is it your rage? <laughs> yeah, it is. So I don't want to jump a lot. I mean, there's laugh. There's loads. I pick another. Um, <laughs> I am filthy. Yeah. <laughs> so the audience is just going, yeah. Um, is it someone who's ever lived with me? You want to be sat here, mate? That man there. I didn't mean mind it. Can you smell me? <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, that's why I've come for the filth. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, I did uh, we're selling just scented candles oh. at the end of the oh, show. Oh, God. Uh-uh. I, uh, <laughs> Julie has uh, had an ex once and she walked into his room and it smelled like yes. <laughs> um, I, I am better now than I have ever been, but I do see. I do see personal hygiene as a chore, <laughs> not, not a joy. Like, I've got stuff to do. I don't want to be, especially the tweaking and fiddling and that. <laughs> I horrify people. In, at the Edinburgh Festival, um, I was in a conversation with a very successful actor, and I said in passing to her, I've only ever once had my tuppence waxed. And she said, no, it wasn't in passing, we were talking about waxing. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I hated it. Never. Never. Never never either. Amazing. Well, don't bother, it's horrific. (laughs) I I self-wax, but I I learned a lesson. Self-wax, that counts. My my friend once accidentally uh, waxed her cat and had to call the leak hotline. Whoa. I've accidentally waxed my cat. Yeah, she put both both on. Yeah, exactly. She put put both strips on at once and then realised that was the wrong thing to do. So she quickly whipped one off and was waiting for the time to be up on the other one and she noticed the cat was a bit like <laughs> shifting about and it's because she'd done that and it had landed on the cat. Oh, um, wow. So she panicked and phoned feet. And what did Beat say? Warm water and soap. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. A girl I used to work with when I worked in an office um, decided she never had anything waxed before, but she was going on a, a holiday with a new boyfriend, so she thought she was going to get everything done. So she booked to have eyebrows, uh, upper lip, no armpits, <laughs> yeah, bikini line, upper legs, bottom legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they call it a full legs. <laughs> started on her leg and they did a strip off the, her, one of her bottom legs <laughs> and she screamed and grabbed her clothes and ran out <laughs> and they, while she was screaming and grabbing her clothes they told her to be quiet because there were people in the way to the torture happening so she had one bold strip of leg and the rest she just had to shave I would always say so this is what I mean when I say like I, I suppose grubby would be a better word like, I remember as a teenager my friends are horrified because I was an Experiment. I'd epilated one pit and shaved the other one, and then I'd just forgotten about it. And like two, two and a bit weeks later, I had one. We were in a, 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 a what's it, an aerobics class, and I was in a vest, and I had one, one armpit like smooth as a baby's tummy, and then, and then the other one was like full bushel. Like, and then and, it's just, and they were like, oh my god. And I was like, no. <laughs> this just just this weekend, I was visiting a friend, and I had I've got green nail varnish on my toes. But she she we lived together as a student. When I first took my sock off, she went, Oh my Jess, oh, even you, I just think your nails gangrenous. <laughs> she assumed that I just hadn't washed my foot for so long that my my nails had rotted off. When I was when I was a kid, I'm a little sister. My sister's five years older than me, and. Uh, my sister always used to get told off for um, for using slang and uh, so my sister would say, I'm garnut, and my mum would say, I'm going out. <laughs> oh, going out. I'm garnut. And so my mum constantly corrected her and my sister was uh, poorly and went to the hospital uh, and she came back and I said, what's the matter with you then? 
and she said, it's gangrene, and I said, going green! <laughs> <laughs> compliments uh, and I, <laughs> rather than just being like a better person I'm trying to find sort of underhand ways to go and I found uh, if I if so I was hugging my husband and I gave him a compliment and then he went oh thanks and then I patted him on the back and he gave a compliment back <laughs> I did it almost as if it was like in his throat but hadn't quite come out yet you were winding him for compliments <laughs> <laughs> it was winding him for He's a nice man and I feel bad, but, but in all other respects, I'm really awesome, so could be a lot worse. Um, Julian? Oh, no, Julian. Julian. Oh, no, me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not bad now. I do, I do like a good old nose pick, I must admit to that. Um, I, don't, I don't eat it, but I do like picking it. It's very satisfying. Where'd you put it? <sighs> Little roll, and then... <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> and, then I, and I look around the room, and then I flick when I think no one's looking. Someone's always going to be looking. I do it in public. I'm, I don't even wait till I'm in, in private. But when I was when I was younger, I used to. Um, I quite like showering and bathing and stuff now because it's sort of like time alone. Mm. Like you shut the bathroom door, your your child. Well, he still bangs on the bathroom door, but I lock it now. Mummy, um, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just like sometimes I. How long are you in there? Like to spunk and dress candles and relaxes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but when I was when I was like you know the worst time when I was like a teenager, for some reason I don't ask me why. For some reason I was like I don't I don't want to have a shower. I can't be bothered. It takes too long. It's too much faff. That was my reason for not wanting a shower. So what I would do is shut the bathroom door, run the shower, sit on the closed loo seat for a bit, just like daydreaming. <laughs> turn the shower off. Get my towel, lay it on the bathroom floor, get water, flick it on my towel, and then hang the towel wow. back up. And my mum be like, "Have you had a fake shower?" That took so much longer than just having a fucking shower. <laughs> don't ask me why. So yeah, I used, I used to avoid showers, but now I don't actually. Well, I embrace them. Well, to do that in PE. So after oh, PE, yeah. when you oh. have to have a shower, and it's just because the teacher wanted to see. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Why were they communal? So like, we're, we, we were going home. It was like at the end of the day, so we could just have a shower at home, or you know, not. Yeah. And I, so we used to put the towels around ourselves, and then we'd splash our legs up so that, our sh- and then our shoulders, so that when they came in, it looked like I'm sure they knew, like your mum. I'm sure they all know. Completely, they do know. They know all the tricks. But also, I didn't have like any pubic hair the whole time I was at school, and I'm not going to show everybody that. They had enough things to fucking bully me for. They called me baldy cunt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure what they would have called me. (laughs) It's it's the worst time to tell a bunch of teenage girls or boys like you all just have to go and be naked together. It's like like literally, my parents don't see me naked. No one sees me naked. It's it's actually torturous. You're not like a never nude, though, are you? You know, huh? you're not a never nude. You don't wear pants in the shower. Oh God, no, 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 okay. not at all, no, no. no. <laughs> but, but but then I wanted to. It was just it was horrific. <laughs> it was horrific. And the PT is weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite, my worst, worst character flaw is like I love feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Feeling sorry for myself is like my favourite thing of all. A legitimate reason to feel hard done by. I can live off that for a week. <laughs> I love it. People say, oh, pity party. I would love to have a pity party. I love it. Like, this is how bad I used to be. I've got a, li- a little bit better. When I was younger, when I started a new job, this was what I thought was so clever to get people to like me. I always pretended. I was going through a breakup, <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I just like, it'd be a great way of getting like strangers on board. So I just hint I was in a relationship on the first day, then by the end say, oh, there's trouble, and then third week, I'm finishing it. And I just thought, really get them to like me, you know, like, oh no, going has gone through a really tough time. <laughs> I think you made up all lies. And then when 
you were actually going through a breakup. <laughs> was it a bit cry wolf? <laughs> oh, this is happening too often. <laughs> what is wrong alone. with this woman? <laughs> like I, when I was younger, I really, I thought I really wanted to be an actor. And then I realised all I wanted, the only parts I was interested in playing were like if I died or like a hideous disease. Like when I was little and we were playing Barbies, my Barbies always had like disfigurement or they're always like orphans. Elephant Barbie. <laughs> yeah. It was always like really, my sister would be like, she, my Barbie's never stressed. I'm like, my, my, my Barbie's been abandoned. <laughs> Last rites. <laughs> Where like, I forgive everybody for being like really horrible to me. I was about four. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious but alarming. Um, I uh, pick my feet until they bleed. I have. Oh. I have no toenails on either of my little toes. <gasps> no. No. Where did they go? He just picked them off. Yeah. You see, my sister used to have really. Uh, to the point where she had tiny toenails on uh, on the little toes, to the point where they sort of kind of half folded and just, you know, they were just all a bit hard. But she used to just paint the top of her toe. She didn't have four. She just used to paint the toe. That's hardly any nail there. It's like the idea of a nail. We don't want to leave it out. You want, you want she ought to be doing green. It's good. Yeah. I, would, I would absolutely win on no toenail top trumps. Really? Yeah. You should oh. pretend you were a dancer. Just be like, oh, yeah. it's for all those years of ballet. Yeah. Excuse my feet, it's, it's the point work. work. When I was grumpy as Barbie, I had a hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's all true. Uh, let's start with Julian. What is the best, oh it's, it's sort of a multiple choice one, what is the best slash worst gift that you have ever received slash given? Um, well the, the guy who put all of Howard's way on YouTube, I'd marry him if he's here now. But was that a gift for you though? Was it specifically? No, but I like to think it was because like, who else is watching this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it now, now that I know that it's oh, there. Oh, like, oh my god. So and there are Twitter accounts, there's like one that just follows the fashions and posts up beautiful montages of all the ridiculous things they used to wear and yeah, I know that, that probably. My favourite gift that I gave someone was um, my friend Sally had a birthday and um, both obsessed with uh, French and Saunders and I found her a pink character turban and I printed her a BBC television uh, navy sweatshirt with a logo on like painstakingly in the correct font and I gave that to her as a, a birthday gift and she was very pleased. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the best present uh, I ever gave to somebody was um, last weekend, me and my uh, little sister took our, our mum to a Jane Austen festival. <gasps> it was the greatest weekend of our lives. <laughs> we spent the whole weekend dressed up in costumes that our mum made from curtains. Bonnets <laughs> yeah. that my mum made from sun hats that she found in pennies, slash Primark, as we call it here. And uh, it was just like genuinely the best weekend of our lives. We absolutely loved it. Spent the whole weekend wandering around Bath. And the thing was, what I was thinking is, because we were all dressed up in Regency outfits, I thought, if I like accidentally, like, forget run over, I die. <laughs> My ghost is going to really confuse people. Because <laughs> I'll have to explain. I'm not actually from Regent's period. I got killed at a Jane Austen festival. I'm actually from modern times. Anyway, it's the best, <laughs> it's the best weekend. So it was like a gift to her, but also to myself. It was so amazing. That's really cool. Nice. Millican. Um, I... Actually, well, let's do it. Um, lovely, my friend, lovely Julia, over here. Uh, oh. Do you remember the badge that you got? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. the ring? Are you thinking of the ring? Or the badge? The badge, badge, the ring, whichever. I got the ring. Badge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and she gave it I, back. I think I must have been whinging on, was I whinging on Facebook about people being mean about my appearance? Probably. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she sent me the most amazing badge that says, uh, 
wearing whatever I like. Wearing what the hell I like. What the hell I like. <laughs> and I'm trying to swear, but I didn't think it was a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a good, and it was solely because it came out of the blue and I was having kind of a crappy time with people being mean. And then you sent me this lovely thing that had such a great sentiment. It was thoughtful in that you sent me a present anyway, but also uh, just that it was so appropriate. And I've got it on one of my favorite jackets. Have you really? Yeah, of course Aww. I have. And uh, yeah, and I've got that along with uh, a badge from my, I'm not really a badge guy, but that, that, that and the one from, my um, Chatterbox show, uh, where we had Chatterbox badges and gobshite badges. So I have a gobshite badge and my whatever, oh, wearing whatever I like. What the hell I like. <laughs> so that was my, so my favourite presents. Oh, oh, thanks. Jess? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would The best present I have ever given is probably on my boyfriend's 40th, I bought us a trip to Tromsø, Norway, to see the Northern Lights. Oh, and they yeah. came out on New Year's Eve and at no other time when we were at the top of a mountain oh by a bonfire. Oh. Um, and the best present I was ever given was by, it's annoying because he was a horrible boyfriend, um, <laughs> but it was the best present I've ever been given. We were both really strapped for cash. Neither of us had much money. Um, and he got me an, an experience I will never forget. It was Christmas present. And um, as soon as we got up, he said, put your shoes on, put your coat on, still in our gym jams. And he handed me something very heavy wrapped up. And I unwrapped it, and it was a brick. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we walked downstairs, we went out into the back garden, and there was an old TV from the 70s. And he said, have you ever thrown a brick <laughs> through an old TV from the 70s? He knows about you and your rage, does wow. <laughs> Yeah, actually. Um, and then, um, yeah, he checked that I was stood far enough away. I mean, apologies to feminism, it took me a few goes. Um, it, I don't know if you, has anyone here ever done it? No. It explodes. The phosphorus <gasps> lining behind the thick glass. It doesn't just crack, it blows up. In, and it was in the snow, and it was very romantic, but also very aggressive. Um, it, it blows up with all like it's like fireworks. It was the most. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done. And neither has any money, so he got me that. And I think that's pretty cool. That's that is amazing. Cool. Yeah. Anywhere where you can go in your pajamas. Yeah. Exactly. Just across the snowy garden, just repeatedly throwing the brick at a TV until it explodes into massive fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbours thought. Did <laughs> they just roll their eyes at you and your rage? I'm sure. Yeah. Mickey. Um, I think the last time we did this question, I said I thought it was the nicest present I'd ever given someone, but I think actually it was the worst thing I've ever done, was I made my friend a doll of herself, which at the time I thought was nice, but apparently it's creepy as fuck. Um, should not have used her real skin. Any... <laughs> <laughs> did you have any pins to go with it? <laughs> no, no pens. Um, but then I just realised another terrible present I'd given someone, um, my first boyfriend, for his birthday, I wrote out all the lyrics to Bon Jovi's Never Say Goodbye. That was it. Just wrote them out. That's quite sweet though. I had to borrow his CD to do it. His CD? Yeah. The lyrics in it. It's time to wrap up. Let's do um, any plugs that anybody has. Gronje, do you have anything to plug? Um, I'm, I'm rubbish at the dates, but I've got a monthly uh, topical news show called What's the News Ever Done For Me in Camden. Uh, so that's lots of fun. So they're starting back again in October. I think it's like the second week of October. Is, uh, is this somewhere that people can find other dates? Is it, is it, is it, have you got a website? Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll be chatting about it there. Great. What, what's your Twitter handle? Gronje Maguire, spelt exactly how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, this won't come as a huge shock, but um, I've decided to try and, no, I don't know if monetize is the right word, but I'm going to try and make use of my Houseway obsession. So I'm doing a Houseway podcast, and uh, I will be announcing that on my Twitter, which is JN Rayside. I know there's going to be a lot of you here gagging to hear that. So, um, <laughs> hold, hold fire, it's coming, it's coming. Jessica? Um, I am going to do a tiny tour of my show, Silence of the Nans. Which is very funny. We saw and it's on in London on the 24th of October um, and it's pay what you want but you can reserve a ticket on the top secret comedy websites in Covent Garden and uh, yeah follow me on Twitter please at Jessica Foster Q 
spelled F-O-S-T-E-K-E-W. <laughs> <laughs> Happening in this one. <laughs> um, I uh, have a, a tour on sale and I have so many things to flog at the moment. It feels like I'm constantly bombarded with people. I apologise for that. And my book comes out. Uh, yeah. I'm so sick of the thought of my book coming out. Um, my book comes out on the 5th of October, which I've heard is next Thursday, which I thought it was a lot further away than that. But it's I guess next Thursday. Is Thursday yeah, well, today's Monday. Oh, so it's next, next Thursday. Thursday. It's not this Thursday. Oh, I know. Well, quite. Why are you bothered? I'm It's <laughs> uh, quite offensive. You read it. You shouldn't be that worried for me. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. She was one of my prof readers. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just like saying that. Uh, I wrote that in the acknowledgements that uh, that she was my prof reader, and the editors went, "Is that a proper mistake?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's that's for real. I'm trying that for real. That's a joke." Uh, so it comes out on the fifth of October, and uh, if you buy it, I hope you like it. Uh, I'm quite proud of it. And uh, Mickey, you have. Um, I'm going to plug your book too because it is really good. So oh. you should absolutely get Sarah's book. It's really warm and funny and incredibly Sarah Milken, which is pretty much what you would want from a Sarah Milken book. And it's called How to Be Champion because she didn't tell you that. <laughs> and the other thing I'm going to plug is Standard Issue. Thank you very much for coming to the podcast mm. recording. But we do a weekly podzine, which is basically the online magazine, but in Owl, I'm never quite sure. <laughs> owl form, it's in owl form. <laughs> <laughs> in owl form, and it's like loads of brilliant women sharing their opinions and thoughts and joys and sadnesses on everything that interests women, which is fucking everything, not just lipstick. Um, yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter yeah. at Standard Issue UK, and we've also got more gigs coming up in London, yeah. and Sarah's website, sarahmillican.co.uk. It's the best place to yeah. go. To, to we, uh, we often do them at the Leicester Square Theatre, and we've got some crazy good. We've got Jennifer Saunders booked in. Just yeah, yeah. Oh, which is amazing. Amazing. And Stephanie uh, Beecher. We've got Stephanie Beecher. Wow. Yeah, if you like oldie worldy wow. stuff. And you like know, Fallon off of, uh, off of Dynasty. <laughs> we had well. Fallon, yeah, that was in oh, Cheltenham. Wow. We did that. She was incredible. Uh, so yeah, so have a look on my website uh, and uh, and book up and come and see us at one of those if you like. And also find us on iTunes and Acast. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Standard Issue in Conversation with Jessica Prostitute, Ronnie Maguire, Julia Rayside, Sarah Millican and me, Mickey Noonan, recorded live at the Hen and Chickens in London. The theme music and stings were composed and recorded by Barry Hilton, all rights reserved. Thanks to Maddie Hickish for all things tech, to Jen Offord for organising the event, to all at the Hen and Chickens and to Jess, Grenier and Julia. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes and Acast. Thanks loads for listening. Stay frosty. Standard issue for all women.